There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I see you. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Bo, it's our 301st episode. A new era. Can you believe? I didn't think we would make it to five. Well, Mama, as Shania Twain once said, Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. Shania, of course, top of mind because of her sort of a musical dalliance, I'll call it, with Harry Styles as of late. I I didn't I did not watch the footage. Oh, I of saw that the moment. footage. Was it fun? <laughs> the footage. Like it's like Like it's a, like a security camera. <laughs> I I we we won't get into this. Shania is, is much more complicated than people realize. Shania as a as a Canadian kook is uh, complicated via the American politics. Yes, that is what you're getting that, at. It's not even that. It's just that like 
what an interesting <laughs> career. What a, and what an interesting. And human. I love the way you point. And Bowen, Bowen said, "What an interesting career." Like, let's sort of like get off my Sh- lawn, pointing a finger. Yeah. But you ex- extremely exquisite career. I mean, interesting to say the least. I mean, country pop straddling the line. I mean, between genres, crossover success. I mean, losing her voice because of a bad divorce, regaining the voice. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of, you know, using that voice to say that she'd rather vote for the one who is the straight shooter. Yeah, we, we don't have, we don't have to talk <laughs> about this. But I have I have a question to ask you, which is which is a better come on over, Shania or Christina? Oh. God, this is, this is like Sophie's <laughs> choice. Okay, so here's what I'll say in order to sort of swerve the the yeah, yeah. topic. I'm gonna say "Come On Over" as an album, which really Shania was. "Come On Over," that's an incredible album, mm-hmm. and I'd be I'd be curious to know if our guests dabbled in that album because and and the face you... that she's making would suggest yes. But "Come On Over" as a single, Christina. Of course, our guest has one of the most expansive musical palettes. I think in in the world. I don't doubt it. I don't because you can hear it in the tunes. You can hear it in the tunes, but also like I, I think she she just knows her stuff. You know when someone well, yeah. knows their stuff. Oh, you honey. can you can tell. Yeah, a student of the form becomes a master of the form. Ugh. All right, love Listen, to see it. And love, I love to hear to see it. it. And the reason I the reason I throw that out there is because I know our. Guest is a Birmingham native, which we'll get into, and that really means country music, The House Down, which you can hear in the latest album. But I, I, I didn't know if that sort of crossed over into Shania country, which, you know, is a different kind of country. It's more, oh, oh, oh and less like, you know, Tammy Wynette. Take the, take the country out of it, because, okay, I will. it's, okay, these, these are, these are some Alabama legends. Our guest, mm-hmm. Wimmer Thomas. Yes. <laughs> and Flo Millie. Shit, bitch. You're actually exactly right. So and I, this, should... I, th- I think this is like the full milieu. I, th- I think our guest like really like, I think she like, she, she, she's everything everywhere all at once. You know? <sighs> One of the great things to be and so topical of you. And so I'm sorry, not to, not to invoke, but um, I'm just so excited to see her. I, I said to you, she came on the, the Zoom, mm-hmm. I, 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 something electric passed through me. Yeah. I mean, you are a real fan from, 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 from go th- really the beginning from go oh yeah and the, the thing too is like what a beautiful way to open up our next 300 episodes Bo. truly we just came off 300 episodes it was our great global songbook you've just heard the great global songbook which we have yet to record at the time of this episode but we just know it's going to be a treat for the ears trust and believe that our guest is on it multiple oh, yes. times um anyway we're so excited <laughs> she's here she is a wonderful musician singer, songwriter, P.S. Eliot, with her wonderful sister, Allison. Oh my God, Allison. Allison is legend. Okay. <laughs> Waxahachie. Um, we're so thrilled she's here. I and mean, she's on tour now. She's on the St. Cloud tour. Yeah, I mean, she just, she will have, by the time this episode is out, she'll will have just performed at the Hollywood fucking bowl oh, with Haim. Come on. And that's unreal. And we're so excited she's here. Finally getting to support the album St. Cloud, which is huge. Which is huge. Um, So... Everyone, just please check her out if you haven't already. And welcome, Katie, Katie Crutchfield! Welcome in your glam. Oh, I am just in heaven immediately. <laughs> in, immediately in heaven. <laughs> well, likewise. Oh. I was shocked to learn that you even listen to this drivel of yeah that's of, stop that's really oh that's really that's really like kind of surprising me to my core oh no it, i am <laughs> such a reader you guys have no idea i'm thrilled to be here. i've been looking forward to this 
for so long. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my god, it's such a it's such a it's such a thrill to have you. And honestly, I so I'm going to see you at the Hollywood Bowl, and yes. this has actually been my first time at the bowl. Same. Wait, say, what? for you too, right? Never been. Yeah. Never been, and there you are taking the damn stage. <laughs> yeah, here we go. It's going to be great. I mean, it's a first for everyone. It's going to be great. How do we both feel? Do we have any Do we have any sort of hopes, dreams for what the night will bring? What kind of sky there will be? Oh, you know, it's. I think it's going to be just, like, easy across the board. I don't know if any of you, either of you have ever seen Haim, but, like, mm. they put on... I think Haim is the best band. Period. <gasps> They're so incredible, and you they know we actually so good. we did see Haim. Bowen and I did see Haim when they opened for Taylor Swift herself. But she was really being Taylor Swift that night. This she was, was the 1989 Taylor. World Tour at MetLife Stadium. Bowen and I had I'm gonna say 36 dollar margaritas. <laughs> I put in air when, quotes when we were not. We were, we were we did not have the means to. We had no not a two nickels to rub together, but we did get there. Heim was just beginning. They were incredible and just truly, truly great. Well, and then and then Waxahachie did a cover of Three AM at Forest Hills when I saw mm-hmm. you. We did yes, we did the steps and oh, I'm sorry, wait, I'm sorry, it was the steps. It was the it's steps. okay. Yeah, I'm we sorry. did the steps. It's okay. You know, I'll say this about Heim. It's like they have not only do they have the sort of instrumentation down and like that kind of prowess and they also are like incredible performers but they have the most important thing which is the songs they just have the the songs songs. yeah that's what really matters so it's about the work it's about the work it's about the work says bowen (laughs) uh throwing his hands in the air i will say like even like their first album was obviously like a huge, huge success across the board. Not everyone loves their second album. I love their second album. I love album. their second too. album. Something I, to tell like, you? Yeah, I, today I was like, I was I was with some people and they were like, oh, I didn't love the second album. And I'm like, second album has Want You Back. Want You Back is one of my favorite songs of all time. I can listen to it anytime. And I also think it's one of the most impressive music videos that's ever oh, been done. Oh my God. 100%. I completely agree. I love the Shh. second album too. Sherman, oh, Oaks, so love. Sherman Oaks never looked so good in the music video. <laughs> um, I, I'm just really thrilled that you're here, Katie. Katie, for some, in some ethereal way, was able to like, not that she was like able to do anything, but like somehow I like cleared my schedule for her when she just reached out one time. This was like a, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you were like, hey, like, I don't know how this started. I have no memory of this. I just, the the, the first thing I remember is just meeting you and eating like a a quick little brunch and it just being like a really sweet, wholesome time. And then I was like, I couldn't believe that you were like talking about like Taylor Swift, understanding what Taylor (laughs) Swift meant. Like you knew like the people in in the milieu of the podcast. I was like, Mm. this woman. And I was like, does this, does this person know? And I I did end up telling you, this is my Waxahachie story. Okay. Listen to P.S. Elliot in college was like, love this. Listen to Cerulean Salt. Listen to Cerulean Salt. Her second album was like, this is wonderful. And then it was Ivy Trip, her third album. I was on a plane back to New York and I was like in this woozy. I was uh, drifting off into sleep. And then air came on, (laughs) rocked my world. I said, oh, this is like, I'm a lifer with her now. Like I am, I'm with her for life. it, It went from like, just like, appreciation and fandom to like full awe and wonder. I don't know what happened. 
Bowen, I had no idea you took it all the way back to P.S. Elliot. That mm. is yeah. just that's well, I, amazing. I, I was like managing like my fangirling around Allison when we met. <sighs> and I was sweet. like, Allison's just so cool. Anyway. She loves you. Ugh. Oh, it's so funny coolest. you bring up Ivy Trip. I was kind of hoping that you would only because I made that album on Long Island, which I know is where <gasps> Matt Rogers. Where exactly? From. Where exactly about? Suffolk County, you know, oh, kind of yeah. so out like, there. <laughs> you, you know, like oh, that, that's that's very much my stomping grounds. Is it really? It's so oh, funny. Suffolk County, Islip, New York. Yep. Oh, I love. Oh my God, I was so I was spitting distance from there. I at the <clears> time <throat> that I made that album, I was dating this guy, and we were talking about like I was like I think I want to go to upstate New York and have like a rural moment. So many. Yeah. He do. was like he was like I'm. I actually have a better idea. Let's go to Long Island. Wow. It's the same thing. You thought thing. that was a better idea? The same thing? Yeah? That's the same thing. That's what Turns out you. it's not the same thing. But we... <laughs> but, no, but the know, bagels are better. They are. And you know what? Like, like I was <laughs> super hardcore into thrifting at the time. The thrifting's amazing out there. Is uh, so, it really? Oh my I God, never... it's so good. See, that I grew up there at a time when it was like, you were not thrifting to be cool. You were going to like Abercrombie and Fitch, mm-hmm. which by the way, I can't wait to watch this documentary that's Me out too. now. The White it's buzzing. Hot. Every, everyone's, everyone's talking I, about it. Honestly, I, it's a perfect name too. White Hot for that documentary is so <laughs> Amazing. funny. Amazing. But like that was, so I didn't get to like experience the cool thrift stores that you're speaking of because it was all about go to the mall and look like everyone else. Yes, totally. And you know what? I really picked up on that energy when I was out there. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. But I will say, I, like, listen, people—they have they, their hearts are in the right place. They just don't know anything other than Long Island. But I will say this: they know how to make bagels. And is it them, or is it really though something about the water? I don't know. But you cannot get a bagel anywhere as good anywhere else in the world. And they try. Remember, remember Bagel Boss. Oh, do I remember Bagel Boss? Did you have a Bagel Boss in Birmingham, Alabama? Uh, absolutely not. I have no idea what Bagel <laughs> no, Boss no, is. No, 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 no. This is this is not. Ba- no, it's not. It's well, it's the the guy who went to Bagel Boss. Oh no, yeah. So okay, there was a, so, there's, so there's, <laughs> there's a there's viral a, video. There's a there's a bagel chain, Katie, and it's called Bagel Boss, and. My local bagel boss went viral because some guy went in there and he was like starting in with the girls that worked there. Maybe he was was it a mask thing, Bo? What was it? No, this was it was a Trump thing. It was it was not a Trump thing. I think no, it was just literally he went there. He's he was a man. He was a short (laughs) king, as as we call him now in the culture. But he was, I guess, someone made him feel a certain way. Someone maybe chuckled or made fun of him for being. For, yeah. for his appearance, which again, not okay. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of it, it was short fuse. He and completely he... lost it, and the 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 it was known as the Bagel Boss meltdown. And I was like, "Is that?" And then I realized it was absolutely my town's Bagel Boss, <laughs> oh where God. I don't want people to be afraid to go because the bagels are incredible. Right. Hopefully, he didn't ruin it for everyone. No, I mean, Ugh. but but see, now for a layperson like me, or for someone who isn't, <laughs> you know. Accustomed to Long Island, I feel like that's that's my that's my association with Bagel Boss now and with bagels. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel though, Katie, that at least Long Island offered you creative inspiration and you felt like you left there with good work? A hundred percent. You know, the thing <laughs> that, about Long Island that's really fascinating to me is that it is there's really only one way to get off of Long Island, and it's to go through New York City through the densest, craziest traffic. So people, in a sense, are sort of trapped there. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought that that 
in many ways they're trapped <laughs> there. And I found that to be it's it it's dark, obviously, but it, yeah. it did it did definitely I mean I I felt trapped there, sort of to and there was no other thing to do but really focus on the horror. So. <laughs> and the thing the thing too about it is like it is a beautiful place. I mean it's like and, and like one time I laughed because someone an adult in my life referred to Long Island as one of the most beautiful places in the world. <laughs> and I just I just thought about like, you know, like I don't know, like, you know, like Bora Bora, like I felt I felt about like the many places in the world. I started to drift off like the coral reef. And I really started to think about Long Island as being called one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I was like, you know, that's funny. But then, Bo, isn't it true? You'll sit on Fire Island and you'll look out at the beaches and like it really is beautiful. So there is inspiration to be had. Ugh. <sighs> I completely agree. And hold the phone because t- oh. I woke up this morning and saw the Fire <laughs> Island trailer. And I just got to say, you guys, I can just tell from a million miles away that <laughs> you nailed it. I mean, what's wow. not to love I about think we, that? I, I think we nailed it. I you really nailed do. it. Oh, I'm, not even gonna be, I'm not even going to be chill about it. Anymore. We won't <laughs> know. Really I, I truly, but I really, I, is this how you feel about <laughs> albums? It's like, I don't think we'll know until until it's out. Mm. Well, I don't know. Actually, I'd be really curious to know your guys' take on this with when it comes to TV and movies and stuff. But with albums, it definitely feels like up until it comes out, it's really just yours. Like, yep. it just belongs to you. And then the minute that it comes out, it belongs to everyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that you have to go through both things. But I, I think that, that that's, that's very true. It, it must feel like that with music, too, that's so personal, especially like this last album which you've talked about like how it was different creating it from others which we'll get into but it is really that thing of like you fall in love with it because it's yours and i remember like when we were stopping shooting fire island like we were posting pictures and i i, re- I was like almost scared to like say too much or post too much because it was ours not even because i wanted to give anything up but because I, it was that moment of like this is only going to be for this group of people, like probably it is with you and your band or you and people that you collaborate with for so long and then you give it up and then it really does become everyone else's. And I would imagine, especially with something like St. Cloud, which comes at a time in late March of 2020, when everyone is really craving something to sit with all the time. And so I would be curious, like, with all of your work, yes, that idea of it's mine now, it's everyone's. But like, what was that like with this last album? Because it had to be magnified. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. The subject matter of the record just weirdly and kismetly sort of lent itself to what everybody was sort of collectively going mm. through. I could have never predicted it. But, you know, my my best friend Mar um, sort of, at a time in my life when I was really struggling to perform and just feeling like really overwhelmed and tired and overworked would always tell me like, it's not really about you. It's sort of like you have to look at what you do as an act of service. Everyone who's come to Mm. your concert needs to be there for one reason or another. And it's, it's bigger than you at this point. You have to just go out there and really give them what they came for and like see it as an act of service. And that's really how I saw St. Cloud coming out when it came out because right. the shutdown <sighs> happened two weeks before yeah, and everyone was bouncing off the walls like what are we going to do are we going to go on tour are we going to are we still going to put this thing out like we've put so much time and effort into it and at the time it just felt like oh people are going to need this more than they ever need music so can yeah. I tell you that um, my first like happy I've told you this in person already I think but in okay. case you forgot my first like happy memory something resembling happiness in lockdown was me cracking open the window when it was a nice day out. This is like 
the last week of March. Horrible. I think Can't Do Much had just come out. You just released Can't Do Much as like a promotional single or something. Mm-hmm. Blasted that on my speakers, opened up the window, was too afraid to go outside. But I was like, at least I'll open up the window and like feel the, the fresh air on my face and listen to this like lovely freewheeling song of, you know, I just, and, and then the album, the whole thing came out and I just, I don't know. It's that thing that we talk about, Matt and I talk about at least with like Dua Lipa with Future Nostalgia, where it's mm-hmm. like that album will like have this place in our hearts forever, forever. Mm-hmm. and I, I like the same cloud ha- is, is that for me 100 percent. just just a, an album that could not have come at a more necessary time for me it really was like you and dua <laughs> they came out the same <laughs> like, day yeah, the, the same, same day. day they did the same yeah. day. march 27th right mm-hmm. yeah so exactly. it's like it, it it's like both uh energies were satisfied yes. it was like <laughs> <laughs> every like, end like, of the spectrum yeah it truly <laughs> yeah. It was like, it. You, you and dua being like you know Yin, yins to yangs is is pretty cool to me. I agree. I, lo- I love future nostalgia too. So I yeah, it was cool to sort of be in it with Dua. Yeah, but then I, it comes it comes out and like it, I but I, I, I I'm so curious about that. Like, do you feel like the fans were even more intense this time around because of what it meant and had to mean? I I think so. You know, I mean, what really happened, which was crazy, is like a lot of growth. For me, I mean, I've been doing it for so long. It's my fifth record, and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that was the thing in that interim time between when the album came out and when I actually got to tour it. I mean, it was like a year and a half past, yeah. and it feels like my fan base like doubled in size or something. <clears throat> um, so that was yeah. So it, so in a way, I it does feel more intense, and it's been really crazy. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. 
I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I don't think I've checked in with you since the tour. I mean, we've texted each other. Sorry, or this is, this is me bragging. Um, but I, I checked in with you a couple times. But I feel like I haven't gotten like the 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 real time assessment of like what, what touring's been like for you because I know you kind of really dove into it. Like for every prior project, like you would tour like the whole like three hundred sixty five, like like the, the fifty two weeks out of the year, and mm-hmm. like it was. It was a very immersive thing. And now, like, is, is, is the relationship different or is it overcorrecting based on, like, what happened with COVID? Like, I, like is, is what, like, what are you noticing differently besides, like, the size of the audience? Gosh, it's so, it's so different. Um, mm. You know, one thing, and not to immediately go negative, but the one <laughs> thing that's been so crazy is my stage fright. It's oh, really, really wild. I never had stage fright, even kind of, in my whole life. And it, it kind of picked up le- late last year, but like all of a sudden I'm just really in my head and it, go- it goes in waves. Like I'll have 16 amazing shows and then like a couple bad ones and then 16 amazing shows and then a uh-huh. couple bad ones. But that's something that really caught me way off guard and I think must be a weird sort of thing that has to do with having not performed for two years or something. Can I ask you when you say when you have a when there's a couple bad ones, how do you qualify a show that's gone well or a show that's gone badly? Is it a thing vocally that you're feeling throughout the show? Because I wonder about how you feel as a singer. If, if like, um, are you someone that's like really on top of their voice and worried about their voice, or is it a crowd response thing, or is it just an energy? What is that for you that separates? Well, it's so funny. So I. And like, when it comes to my voice, I'm one of those people that like, doesn't even, I do warm up, but doesn't even, I never lose my voice. I'm just lucky like that, which is good. You're just Teflon. It's it's exactly, it's so, (laughs) it's rough, it's rough, but it's sort of like, it's just, I 
it sounds like a voice that would go, but it doesn't. And I really? am so grateful <laughs> for that. That's so interesting how that's true sometimes, <laughs> though, because I hear what you're saying, because you do have a quality of like, and that's what's so great about you as a storyteller vocally, is there is a quality of like, weathered they're like it's like mm-hmm. it's seen things and yep. you you would think like those are the voices that go but then you still have like fucking melissa etheridge ripping it up like you yeah, know what i mean like exactly. some people it doesn't matter what the tone is they're just mm-hmm. healthy i know it's i'm so grateful for it there's some grit to it she's she's seen some stuff you know yeah and still it <laughs> still it works out but you know it's not really my voice for me it's i think it's like one little thing will happen. Like I'll trip mm. up on a lyric. I have so many lyrics and they're is the vocal rhythm is really challenging, yes. you know? Um I'll trip up on something and then I will like spiral. Just yeah. like, oh no, am I gonna forget another word? Am I gonna mm. something you know, I'll uh-huh. just get like really kind of shaky about it and um so that's been a new thing for me that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. But is this why you bring up what Mar was saying? Like it's not about you. Because yeah, that does help. Like, that does help me to kind of remember, it, this is just a, like, I'm such a perfectionist and so hard on myself, I think, that when I I say one wrong word or I sort of miss a word, and I yeah. suddenly tar- completely turn on myself. Yeah. I'm like, like, you shouldn't be here. Like, what, you know, like, just sort of really go dark with it. And I think that... You know, I do try and channel that. I'm like, this is just like fun. And Mm -hmm. this is a rock concert and people are dancing and they're having a good time. And like, I'm allowed to make a mistake. I'm a human. I like try to kind of challenge. This is bigger than me. This is about a big shared experience. It's not about me being perfect. No one's expecting me to be perfect, but sometimes I am expecting that. (laughs) But of course. And that, that makes sense to me. Like I, 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 I re- I don't relate because I because I don't we don't I don't do what you do <laughs> but like I I feel like there's something kind of blunt about the way Mars said that I feel like that's something that only a best friend could tell you oh yeah 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 you know for sure like because yeah. any, anyone else saying that you would take it the, I would take it the wrong way well, absolutely because when because when someone is getting in their own way and you feel like as a best friend like and I can say this as someone who works with my best friends a lot, like when they're getting in their own way, it's both it's both frustrating for them because you you see it so much clearer that like it's not a big deal and they need to get over it because they, they're possessing that power anyway and they are that good anyway. But it's also like, girl, we can't take up our time with this. Well, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And it's like, and you can never see that yourself. Like you always feel the need to like exert this thing of like, oh, this happened and I'm feeling like this. But then you do have your people that are like, no, listen, it's good exactly. to have that. I'm sure you two are that way with each other. You know, that kind yeah. of that kind of honesty you need. Like you really need that. I think. I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt is more just so much more clear. It's just so much clearer about it than I am. I, I tend to sort of I, I, I think I'm like clearing up my brain fog a little bit because I'm like medicated now, but like, <laughs> I, I, like, I think in the past I would have trouble communicating something to, to you because I, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about a situation. Well, either. I feel like anytime, anytime there's like, anytime there's like a self-consciousness that is related to ego. And the thing is like, you are capable of what you are capable of. Like people did come to see you and they are like, they're enraptured in what you're doing. And so like, if you don't know the words, like they do, 
That, right. That's the uh. cool thing about like going to a show where you're on the bill is it's like you have people there supporting you. And at that point, it should really only be a party and a celebration because we've all opted into the experience of being here together because we're excited about what we're all doing, which is we're enjoying your performing. And it's so I can see why pe- why some people would get um, the stage fright for. And it's not that I can't see why people get stage fright, but I guess moving forward, it's like if it's something like, you know, you're performing on an award show or you're like, you know, doing some paid thing where, you know, the audience is not there for you. Or if it's like a particularly small or particularly large event where there's like something attached to it, then I can see it. But in almost every other circumstance, there is that opportunity to just be like, we're all here together, like like for for this. Yes, you're so right. And you know what? Something that's been really cool that's been really helping me. I my whole life I've been like sort of eyes down or eyes closed or eyes sort of glued Ooh. to the exit sign type mm. of performer. Just find a spot and stick with it and just completely sort of dissociate. Um yeah. uh-huh. and I at at my shows recently, I feel like I find a couple people in the, the front. People. And ah. those are my people. And I'm like, you're my person. Yeah. I, you're you're making me feel safe. Like wow. we're gonna we're singing together. If I don't know the words, you do. So yes. that's that's been really cool. Let me ask you this. When you go to a concert and like the the the, the performance isn't what you expected it to be do you walk away with any sort of judgment or resentment on that? Like I've never like gone, I, I, there've been, I've been to bad concerts. Sure. But I never walk away from them thinking, well, I like that, that person or that act less. Yeah. Um, no, certainly not. I mean, especially if I love the records or something, you know, right. I'm like, yeah. that's, I, I still have the records. Maybe they had a bad night. It's you guys are really helping me actually. Let's just really? pause and say you're really helping me. Okay. This, this <laughs> you're bringing up some great points. Okay. I, a little, I'm literally one week in therapy and all of a sudden I'm like, but don't you think it's rooted in ego? <laughs> this, this is a perfect example. Okay. I remember going to an iron and wine concert. I love I was love. they I love them but something in my energy was 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 off I I I was nodding <laughs> off the entire time terminal 5 and I was like mm-hmm. I got to go home That's tough And I went home and for a second I was like well it's cuz they were they were being sleepy and boring but then I go no it's me and yeah. I and I don't love iron and wine any less like today <laughs> than I did in 2009 or whenever I went and I don't know. I think that's like, I think, I think it goes both ways. Like everyone's just there to like, just to listen to, to like either perform or listen to music. And that's, I don't know. I just, I, this is, this is such an original thing for me to say, but I missed concerts and I, and I just love oh, going to them God. now. Yes. Me too. This will, this will be my second one. I, I went to go see Charlie XCX at the Greek. Fun. Um, so, so fun. fun. Oh. And I'm, I'm just so psyched that it's going to be you and Haim because I just feel like that'll be a fun show, you know what I mean? Because I, I know, and that's, it's funny that you bring, that you, we even talk about this, because energy in a crowd, like, at a Heim concert, like, you know, it's going to be, people are going to be ready to see the girls, especially They're gonna in They're going to be Los ready Angeles. to see the girls. Oh my God, yeah. it's a hometown show. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. I'm playing a cool 35 minutes. And then are you just, really? Yes. Oh, my God. That's, it's that's a lot. That's great. It's great. It's great. And it, it's it's a lot. But I I mean, every night at my shows, I play an hour and a half, you know, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. I get oh, kind of get the night off. You. you know, you get the just, highlight reel. I get the highlight. It's nothing but the hits. And then I <laughs> yeah. just get to watch time. It's just heaven. Yeah, I can't so wait. So cool. Yeah, I I am. Um, I think that the Waxahachie crowd is very, very unique and beautiful and sweet and perfect because I feel like you are a very 
well-traveled is not the right word, but I feel like you've, you've like picked up pockets geographically, whether it's like people in the South, people in Kansas, people in like Philly, people in New York. I feel like you've really like amassed this wonderful eclectic following of people who like wouldn't otherwise like come together and watch you. Not, not that they wouldn't otherwise, but it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I think you've really cultivated this wonderful following of people who like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I would be, I, I was at the, I was at the Forest Hill show and I was like, this is a wonderful crowd. And like, it feels like a great mix of people. It was not like a homogenous thing in any way. Yeah. I, I hope that's true. I mean, I, I feel like I really pounded the pavement in like some tertiary markets, you know, over <laughs> uh-huh. the years. And um, but those are important. They're important and it's paid off. You know, I really feel like, kind of low-key the best shows of the saint cloud tour so far have been like southern college towns you know like just i i I love that i I mean i love the big city shows too but those are the ones i get a little jittery about and and the i can really like let my hair down in like fayetteville arkansas you know what i mean it's just it's just easy it's so easy bentonville is you you kill it there Um, I had a friend moved from LA to Bentonville, Arkansas. And then he said to me, he's like, you got to roll through Bentonville. And I was like, I don't think I will. <laughs> but then I'm thinking here, like, maybe it's important. Go. Like, why not? Why not? Tertiary markets. Yeah, tertiary markets. <laughs> I mean, title of that. Title of that. <laughs> <laughs> found Love it. it. Oh, we found um, it. I, I, I'm very curious, though, especially with you, to ask our question, because I feel like we're going to get a very cool answer. And also, I would love to say, let's not even be beholden to music. Obviously, we're music lovers here, but like, let's spread our wings. Okay. Um, so, Katie Crutchfield, what was the culture that made you say, let's just say, culture uh, is for you? <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to ask this, obviously, and I, I, I thought about it, and there's a lot of different directions you could go with this question. I'm sure that you've heard that before, and I'm sure oh, you yeah. guys feel that way. But mm-hmm. um, the thing I really wanted to talk to you about and kind of <laughs> drill down on is... Um, <laughs> And it's actually sim. We can we can veer into what you guys were talking about before you brought me in. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about is the chicks. Whoa! Actually, um, oh, I hope talk that about lifesavers. <laughs> I um, you know, I grew up in Alabama, as you guys talked about, mm. and um, obviously grew up on country music in the class. You know, your Tammies, your Loretta's, yes, what have you. But I country pop was like my like of the 80s and 90s was the thing that I huge. really is huge for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when they hit, I mean, I loved Shania. I loved Come On Over. I have this like mm. very vivid memory of being, I don't know, maybe in like fourth grade or something and Titanic had just come out and my yep. cousin, my like o- cool older teen cousin like sat and told me the entire plot from start to finish. <laughs> it took about an yeah. hour and the whole time in the background, we're listening to come on over. That's Whoa! like a memory. That is such a vivid <laughs> portrait of a time. I know. Oh truly, my God. Truly. Um, but the chicks, like when they hit, I had never heard anything like that before. I mean, it brought all these elements of bluegrass and just like legit real country stuff um, yep. into the pop. Big old pop hooks. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Into the pop world. And when I think about, um, you know, voices with a lot of personality, which is what I really want to have, you know, I think about Natalie Maines. Um, Absolutely. She, her emotion is, there's almost like there's like an, like an extra vocal cord, which is just to make sure that like her, her emotion is there. Like you've, she, she can't help but show how she feels when Mm -hmm. she sings. It's absolutely very cool. Ugh. 
Capital S storytelling. I don't know that anyone, well, this is me like being very cursorily literate in country music, but I feel like not, no better storytellers than the the, the Czech. Well, look, it is tough because can I just say. Cold day in July. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, this is not to take away from the chicks, but I'm just saying if we're going to be talking about country music, let's just say female country music storytellers, people sleep on Trisha Yearwood. Stop. Oh my god! Oh my god! On Trisha, I constantly. She's in love with the boy. Was my first favorite uh, song. It was my first favorite song as a boy. little child. Yep. And I, I listened to that song. We actually, I've like worked on covers of that song. Like I love <gasps> Trisha. I adore Trisha. Oh. You've got Georgia Trisha DNA. Rain. Thank you. You've Bowen. got Trisha DNA. I, I'm trying to have like big Trisha hair today. Like, yes. uh, yeah, it's, gi- it's giving. I, I will say this: <laughs> that there, there is, there's a song that no one talks about okay. called "This This Is Me You're Talking To." And Wait, it's I don't know if I know beautiful. that one. Oh my god, you guys! She there's a couple acoustic versions that she does, but it's basically. And I thought this was. I really needed this song. Talk about really needing a song at a time. But I had broken up with my boyfriend, and I was realizing that things were going to be different when we saw each other. And this is me. You're talking to is a song about how she says to someone that she runs into, they have like a weird conversation where they're not saying the thing. And she's like, wait, but this is me you're talking to. Like, remember me? And then she's, she lists this these things that like only they did together and like the, the intimate moments that are thrown away when you throw away a relationship, like, but it's still me. And I just thought, that song is so beautiful and storytelling. Katy Perry oh. did that on Trisha. Small Talk. Katie Perry did that on Small Talk. Anyway, um, Trisha. Okay, I, I didn't mean to be superlative about the chicks. I just, it's, no, no, it's, no. It's, so easy, it's so easy to be like, they're, they're, they're one of the best. They're I didn't even say best. Reba. I didn't even start talking about we Reba. We didn't even go. We didn't talk about Reba. The thing is, I think what we're like sort of dancing around too is that I think that it's like country pop music, it just takes you deeper into a story than, it does. than any other pop songs. You know, mm-hmm. it really, it takes Agreed. you, it takes it a step further. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, it, I love it's like Reba soap too. opera pop music. Yes, it is. It's like it's like a mining of the emotion. It's like you know any Martina McBride song. You know what I mean? Like you yes. by the end of it, you've experienced a Broadway musical. <laughs> like, I Country mean, Angel. Are you kidding me? Like Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, like, please. Don't Independence even get me Day should be a musical. I mean, where is it? Uh, like, where is it? I know. I um, full stories in these songs. Full stories. It's beautiful. I um have struck up a friendship with Winona Judd. Um, <gasps> and she's amazing. I mean, she's How a huge she's a, is that. It's huge. And I always am like, that's a her story is a musical. And with yep. this, you weave in the songs. Are you kidding? That's a hit on Broadway. The I mean, Judds yeah. are a legacy family. They are forever. Uh, no, they the are Judds forever. Are wild. They're yeah. reuniting too. I'm like, I gotta get to wow. one of those shows. Yeah, absolutely. We love. I think you're. I think you're in a pretty cool time now. Where you are, like, I think, because because you're hanging out with Lucinda Williams too. She's she's more like <laughs> hanging are, are, out is, is a it's. A <laughs> well, I mean, you, you guys, you guys, the way you took friend, a deep breath. You, you, guys like, you, you guys have struck up. You guys have struck up a friendship. I would say. I would say that I am a, such a big fan that I yeah. was like annoyingly buzzing around for a couple <laughs> oh. years, and then she was sort of forced to be like, "Who are you?" Okay, yes, cool. You can, oh my you can, God. You can sit with me for an hour, and that's. <laughs> that, but, you're hanging out. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we're hanging it, out. It, it, I, I mean, she is to me. She's my favorite of all time. I think oh. she's the. I think she's the best songwriter. Period. Wow, yeah. that's cool. 
I believe I it. I believe I it. And to get to be in in her orbit is so cool. Have you ever um, brushed elbows with Natalie Maines and the girls? God, no. But I do. You know, the chicks are playing um, at the Greek in L.A. in the summertime, <gasps> and Jenny Lewis is opening, and I'm like, stop. <gasps> that's my dream show. Oh, that's, that's going to be surreal. Show. I know. They Jenny really... Lewis live. I know. Unreal. Ugh. I mean, she's another one. We could, if we, I could have taken it in that direction too, the Jenny Lewis direction. But mm. let's let, let's do it for one second. Oh, okay. and, 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 and I want to talk to you about Fiona. Oh, oh let's go. Okay. I would but love also not, I'm also not personally done with the chicks, but <laughs> y'all okay. can, y'all can do back. whatever you Wait, want to we'll do. Back. Well, well, we'll, let's do it. Let's do a quick detour. Okay. okay. Jenny Lewis. Pandemic albums. Oof. Jenny Lewis saw her in Chicago, um, and all she plays all the hits, but then she ends. I think she ended with with arms outstretched. And it's the perfect song that everyone in the audience can like chant along to. And it uh, just makes me cry every time. So beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, I love her. She took me out. I mean, she was, I would not have started playing music probably if not for Rilo Kylie. I feel like uh, I was huge. into country and like also like, you know, kind of grew up into musical theater and like was definitely a performing arts kid. Um, yeah. And, but then got into like punk rock and sort of like harsher, more indie music. And, um, Rilo Kylie is sort of like this intersection of all of those things. Yes, you know, yes. she sings beautifully and like the melodies are more palatable, but it is still sort of idiosyncratic and like left of center. Um, uh-huh, so uh-huh. it just, I was like, oh, that is the thing I want to do. Ooh. And I, yeah. think, I think you found it. Cause I think, cause I think I've heard you say in interviews that you want to, you, you might aspire to be like genreless. You know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I do. And that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I think you're there. I really I do. Oh, I, I, I mean, because because like I don't know. It's it it's tough to say because there's elements of everything. And then when when you talk about your influences, like I'm almost surprised because it's so easy to get caught up in like. Like, would did you ever want to sing like that big country music? Like, woman stands behind a microphone in a gown. <laughs> Like, Honestly, is that in your future too? I don't know. I mean, I have been like wearing a lot of gowns lately, but I think that I, I don't know. <laughs> I could see it. You know, I, I, I cause there's something like, glam about it. It's glam. And, that and that's glam. so fun. And that's so fun. <laughs> I, I, I heard someone once describe pop as like the sum of everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, that makes a lot of sense. like if you zoom out, pop melodies are just the sum of everything. Yes. And so in that way, that that's sort of like what I always want to aspire to. Just something that's it's it's universally sort of understood as melodic and big melodies and pop and and like lyrics that aren't pretentious but are smart. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm always going. Everyone for. has a home in it somehow. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow, I love that. I love that a lot. Is this a potential direction you're going to go in? Oh my God, Bowen, I don't know. I mean, I'm so, maybe. I mean, you know who I really love? I'm so curious if you guys have a relationship with this person, but um, who I really love and have been trying to emulate with the songs I've been working on sort of slowly is is Tom Petty. Um, Oh my God. You know, I get that too. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. I feel like he's really that of like the sum of everything. It's, it's. A little of this, a little of that, and it just equals big, huge pop songs. So, and you know, that's what's you know what's so funny about that when Tom Petty played the Super Bowl a while back, mm-hmm. I remember being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then <laughs> it actually makes sense because it's of what we're saying. Everyone has everyone a home has in a it. home in it. Yeah. American Girl is like perfect. Yeah, like everyone, perfect song. 
everyone can latch onto it in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So, so yeah, maybe in that way, um, I, I'm so far from, I'm, I'm way farther from a new album than I want to be. Um, oh, I see. Don't worry it, about you it. You know what? It, it all, it comes so fast. Once it like starts coming, it, it comes. So Does it? I'm, cool. Is that how yeah, you are? That's how I am. I just have to wait. And then all of a sudden, I it's think here. it's so. It's also okay that that time didn't come during the pandemic because it was such a shift of life. You know what I mean? Like, and we were we had uh, Marin Morris on the show. Um, the episode comes out soon, but she was talking about how like it. The pandemic allowed her to be creative, but it wasn't out of like an impetus to be creative. It was more out of like, oh, this happened, and now I'm going to deal with the fact that this happened. And then you know, in terms of like touring it or putting it out, whatever. And mm-hmm. I also feel like there's something to the fact that like. You put this album out on March 27th, 2020. Like, it has not seen its life through. Like, you are someone who yeah. tours with their music. You must go out there and play this music live. Like, I w- that's probably has to do with it, too. Absolutely. It's it's basically like this state of arrested development with the yeah. album. She hasn't you know? gone to college yet. She hasn't you gone to college I mean? yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's still Ooh. in the nest. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's really true. It's just, it's the longest album cycle of all time. <laughs> it's but I, I no, no complaints no yeah, complaints hey. from me yeah or yeah, from, yeah. From, from, from the complaints <laughs> there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job has got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... 
Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. The three of us have something in common, which is we're, we've all, uh, we're all Bell House girls. We've all performed live at the Bell House. I love Bell, Bell House. House. Uh, isn't, uh, you, God, they would, it would be insane, but you could come back and do a show at the Bell. You could probably do like a whole week at the Bell House, like two or three weeks, just to take the summer. I would, I mean, I'd love a little Bell House residency moment. That's oh my God, like isn't it such a cute space? Honestly, and also for I comedy, for comedy, it rocks. It really, it really is such a fun night for comedy. I've I've also seen such wacky shit there. I saw Point Break Live there. Do you know about Point Break Live? No. So it's sort of like a Rocky Horror Picture type thing where okay. like it's like the actors are acting it out and everyone in the crowd is like a diehard Point Break fan and like knows the interacts with it and it's like one of those. But I saw that at the Bell House and now looking back, it so reads as a place where that would be because yeah. it is interactive. You know what I mean? That's got to feel really good, especially as you're music is getting at probably when the time at the time you played this when it was getting bigger it probably felt like full in a way that was so exciting absolutely i love like a stage where you're you're just in the room with everyone yeah. you know yes yes, it's, yes it feels super intimate but but also like really alive it's yeah it's a great perfect space love it we love the bell house okay okay, okay next that's where we did i don't think so honey live well, those were our best memories we did, we did all our live our live shows there we, we gotta go so back fun. we yes, gotta go back you do yeah. um okay next detour fiona i've mm. heard you say that well i think you and i both share a deep appreciation for either wheel mm-hmm. that might be i know i think you might be a a fetch the bolt cutters girl but i think i'm i'm an either real person i'm an either real girl really all the way 100 percent. Okay. yes nothing I against fetch nothing against fetch adore fetch <laughs> i think it's great i i, adore I really fetch. i've spent it's honestly that's probably my number two at this point but yeah, yeah. either wheel is like a masterpiece in its own right the lyrics to either wheel hit me a little harder i think mm. yeah because yeah yeah because I, I would say fetch is more like I think it's Fiona at her most distilled anger, which is my, which is everyone's favorite thing about her. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, it is this beautiful thing that like Fiona like flips the whole like you know scorned woman trope on its head, and she like doesn't give a shit if she comes off as like angry or unhinged mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that's just the beauty of Fiona. But I feel like either wheel was the most. I don't know. I just. There's some distance, like from whatever yeah, that album sure. is about. There's some space between her and that, and and and. I feel like with Fetch, it you're so right. It's so distilled. It's so yeah. raw. It's so angry. Yeah. And that is like, you know, if you were to sort of distill Fiona down into like a couple descriptors, it would be like 
angry and you yeah. know so i think that that it is sort of like the the highest dose of fiona that you yes. could possibly get exactly um, and there's something sort of nice about the space in idler wheel for me um where it is it's almost it almost comes off as like more thoughtful and poetic and um right whereas fetch is just like raw uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> um either real came out oh but we're we're all around the same age it came out for me after right after college matt it was right after college it was 2012 and mm-hmm. it was like this album that like the summer of 2012 i just like could not stop listening to like the last album that i had that with was like gwen stefani lamb it was like wow. this album that I this album wow. that I could not stop listening to. There was to. A nothing from that point <laughs> from to 2003, the end. From 2003 to 2012, a nine-year gap. But no, it was it was like it was. It's one of those albums that you get like once every decade, honestly, where you're like Blackout wow. by Britney found dead. Blackout by Britney found dead. But 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 either wheel was like I was like yeah. you, you remember that time, Matt? Like I was like miserable. You were not happy. You were not a I happy was, person. I was not happy, and like it was this album that like I could like. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, also, that was it. I think also during any transition time in your life, the albums do jump out. Totally. Like I remember, I remember it was Ingrid Michaelson's album ah! when we were in 2012. I, um, the song um, Ingrid. Was People a, forget about Ingrid. We are, all, we are all blood brothers. That uh-huh. song. Uh-huh. I love that song. Uh-huh. And just like at, at whatever that album was, I'm losing the name right now. But also right before then, like. Tegan and Sarah. For some reason, those that, that yeah. at the end, what was it, the heartthrob? Oh heart my god, throb. I loved heart. Okay, I the first time I ever toured Europe was opening for Tegan and Sarah on the Hollywood <gasps> tour, mm. and they Such are a good heaven era. on earth. And oh, yeah. you guys should have them on the pod. Oh, and we really should. You really should. Honestly, they are so funny, and they were they just like delivered so many like nuggets of wisdom that I still draw back to now. I mean, they gave me so much good advice and were just so warm and welcoming and amazing. And they're uh, the best. I mean, drove me wild. Like I remember when they, when they put out that song, I was like, Ooh. how dare they do this? Like, it just feels like the, I don't know. It sort of reminded me of like <laughs> that moment when Liz fair went pop and everyone was like, yes. fuck her. Yes. And I was like, what are you talking about this? She made one of the best pop songs ever. Why can't I? Oh my God. We just, so we pump up every night, on, like before we go on stage, we like someone DJs and we just like dance and someone put that on a couple nights ago and we all just went off. We just it's got so. It's one of those. It's one of those the that bridge. everyone's singing along. Oh, so good. The bridge. Also, I mean, just purely like the chorus, the why can't I read? It's such a genius hook that I think people... And this is how I feel about like quote unquote serious music people sometimes mm-hmm. is that it's just like it's an anger that things were f- were fun and that it could be that easy for someone to be also that commercial. But that's yeah. just what a genius she is. I mean, don't hate her because she's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think that that album was was one of the Pitchfork albums that they like apologized for. They later. apologized for the it. Liz one. The Liz one. The, oh my yeah, god! The, the second should. Liz album because oh. they gave it a zero point zero rating. No, <laughs> they were so, and that's just like, come on. I mean, it's, and here's <laughs> the thing: I am like a diehard Liz Fair fan of yeah. all the early stuff. Like, I yeah. think she, Exxon Guyville, is a, is a masterpiece. One of the best yeah. albums of all time. But yeah. it is like, I mean. You, it's undeniable that that song is amazing. <laughs> I remember at the time thinking, "This is an amazing." How, how song. could she? Thirteen how going could on thirty. She? Exactly. Dude. I mean, it, it doesn't just sneak into romantic comedy trailers, guys. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't happen just, by accident. It's, not, it's not in the fabric of the movie so that it's in the trailer. <laughs> like, it's something someone had to create, and it's perfect for that. 
but yeah, I um, it's just it, it's those formative albums that I think attach to a time period, Bowen. Yes, yes, and for yes, you, yes. you're also saying it attached to an emotion, which was. I think depression. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a tulip in a cup. I stand no chance oh, of, of growing up. Like, like what an amazing genius lyric. That the the first I, I'd say like four bars of Valentine that song. Uh-huh. It's some of my favorite lyrics that have ever been written. That's I listen to that song and I'm like, this is why she's a genius. It's so. Yeah. Good. Oh my god. Are, 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 are there that lyric about like her eating dinner and it was salted with her tears or something? Yes, or, <laughs> exactly. It's so yeah. good. And then hot knife. Which is mm. just just percussion and her her vocals layered on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Genius. Okay, now back to the checks. We're back to the checks. <laughs> well, Perfect. can I just I just want to say like it's it's I'm so excited that they're gonna play like in L. A. because I feel like that is their crowd now. Yeah. Like that crowd that goes to the, to these shows like that. And I just it's um I mean for me it's it's weird to say because they're so formative and they live in our hearts because of what they did earlier. But I mean, taking the long way, like that just like, I just feel like that as a statement after everything that also was the best music they had done. It's just, and also I feel like they, now they can really be quiet and introspective because there's nothing about them that's trying to, even in the smaller songs, like really entertain. They just need to express. And mm. it's like, that's why I really love their new albums and talking about a pandemic album that was incredible. And I did not think this last album got its due, but Gaslighter, that whole album was great. I completely agree. And you know, what's really powerful to me about it is I think about the chicks and growing up in Alabama and like how important that band was for women and mm-hmm. yeah. like I feel like there's so many women in rural like in the rural south and just in rural, rural America that like have never even heard the word gaslighter they don't even know that the concepts sure, of that sure. are like maybe new or foreign and that's so powerful that that's this yeah. big this big pop music that sort of have has these these bigger concepts I think it's just so it's such a cool choice and to, like I feel like the way that they felt, the way that the chicks famously fell off and like, you know, making these bigger political statements, it's mm-hmm. just so like chef's kiss that they finally are kind of getting their time. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing more satisfying than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope I hope that they're like just absolutely relishing in that. But mm. I hope so, too. I, I remember taking the long way, like sweeping at the Grammys that year. Mm. Yeah. So right. I, th- like- I think at both as a statement at, for the time and also because like that music was genuinely so powerful i mean not ready to make nice the second verse it's Ugh. iconic yeah. it's iconic it Ugh. is it is just a primal cry against everything that had happened and also for it to have for it to be the second verse and the highlight of the whole song like the emotional centerpiece of the whole song there's something there mm. it's just so cool and you know it's one of those songs that you see covered, but it can never. No, like, no. It, it's like it's like I don't want to miss a thing, or I will always love you, or any of these like classic iconic songs where it's like there was a moment and there was a voice that did it, and it's just iconic. And it, once you try to emulate it, you're just emulating it, or mm-hmm. you're not you're not matching up in terms of what you're doing with it. It's just one of those songs that matches artists forever. Yeah. Yes, completely agree. I. I really admire Katie that you are that you like you like covers that you like performing them. I do. And I wonder what your process is in terms of choosing something. I mean, I I treat it like I treat my own song sort of where I just 
anything that makes me feel really lit up and excited is mm-hmm. usually kind of what, what I gravitate towards. Um, so anything I can just picture like, oh, this is going to feel so good to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, that's how I've been picking. But I mean, we're doing, we're doing two right now, but we, you know, we are, I'm always like throwing ideas out of my band. Like, can you guys like learn this by soundtrack? You know, uh-huh, <laughs> um, uh-huh. we're, we, that's kind of how we keep it fresh is just introducing new covers into the conversation. Mm. It's it's so good. You do you do you do Lucinda. You do Fruits of My Labor. We're doing Fruits I'll, of My Labor. Mm-hmm. Um, Light of a Clear Blue Morning. Yeah, Dolly. That's, those are the two we're doing right now. Okay, great. But then yeah. one of my favorite covers. Period. Jessica Simpson with you. Oh my god. Yeah, Bo, yeah. Bo, Bowen and I, I listen to this all the time. Like it's it's <laughs> it really is just one of those because because that really again is just a well written pop song. You know it's so funny. So I guess God, it must have been 2012 or 2013. Lena emailed me and said oh. I woke up in the middle of the night and. I'd had this dream that you sang with you by Jessica Simpson. Wow. And I think it should be in the show. She's like, I so think it Lena, should be in Lena Dunham gave Lena you the Dunham. idea for it? She w- well, it was for the girls' soundtrack. So yes. right. she wrote me and was like, I have this idea. And I w- thought about it and I was like, I cannot picture how to do that song. That's on I'm I feel like pretty confident about, about my ability to yeah. tackle most songs, you know? Like I love making songs my own. I love interpreting them. And that one I was like I am drawing a blank, but we did it and she loved it and and now people it's it is it's one so that people good. really like, but <laughs> <laughs> because it's surprising to hear. It's like one of those songs where when you're doing it, it's like it starts and you hear the words and you're like is that it is. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, because, <laughs> because it sounds removed enough in the best way from the source material that you're like, "Hey, well, they, they, like that recognition setting in is just kind of a beautiful moment of like, wow, totally oh, she's singing that song." Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it so much more now. At the time, I was like, it was ten years ago. I was like uh-huh. angsty and kind of <laughs> like took myself too seriously and was like, I have to sing these lyrics, you know. And now, <laughs> now I'm I, I appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do, who what who is your favorite pure pop musician? Do you oh have my one? God, um, gosh, yeah. I mean, I pay pretty close attention to pop music and and do like ultimately think it's the best music that's currently being made, probably. Um, mm. But I mean, I love Taylor. I love Beyonce. You yeah. know, I I feel like those those two are the ones that I sort of think are the high water mark of like pop <laughs> songs right now. Um, right. Because again. Like I said, it for me at the end of the day is really all about the songs. Um, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So. You you recorded St. Cloud and Long Pond, mm-hmm. where, where Taylor was uh-huh. so cool. And then, but then, but then you you said this to me one time where you were like, where you feel some sort of artistic connection to every one of Taylor's eras in some way. We were really aligned for a second. Yes, yes. We would, oh, I remember when 1989 came out. Right after that, Ivy Trip came out, and it felt kind of like kindred in a way yes, like yes they were both sort of these like like a new direction you know and, uh-huh, and even uh-huh. the artwork is like sort of similar yeah. like you know um and then reputation came out when out in the storm, uh, came, the storm out, came out and those are the ones angsty. that are yeah re- those are really tied in my mind uh-huh uh-huh and then um cool. let's see i mean F- folklore and saint cloud i feel like there's some parallel there. there's Absolutely. some parallel exactly and they're they're kind of pandemic albums you know um a hundred percent so 
And was yeah. it red and was it red and cerulean salt? Or no, it was the oh, red was and the, I think red and cerulean salt. Yes, I didn't even yeah. think about that one. Yeah, and I mean colors, you know, colors and, and colors, and like and a little bit of a breakthrough for both because red was sort of her first real yeah. step into pop music, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I, I I've always sort of and we're the same age, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, I'm always just like yeah, we're on we're, we're sort of plugged into some kind of similar wavelength. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like that, Bowen? Like, did were we on our reputation era when she released Reputation? I think we I were. Was- I was not in my <laughs> reputation era. I was. I was in my <laughs> reputation era then. We all was, needed it. We all needed we all it when needed it came it. out. It's perfect timing. That was the return to Saturn. Oh my I, God, I have to I, I have to inform you. Reputation <sighs> era was the return to Saturn, and that's just the way that goes. Wait, no, it was I, mine. It was mine. It was yours? It was Literally. mine. Because we're all around the same age. Yeah, it yep. was mine too. I mean, yep, that wow. was the return to Saturn. And I think it was hers too. And she emerged a butterfly and lover. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> a colorful, yes. prideful butterfly. I know. I do actually think that St. Cloud is sort of lover and folklore kind of yes, m- married. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Wow. I, a new beginning. I mean, I hope that you guys felt like butterflies after your Saturn return. I certainly Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Oh, oh, my God. No, I've never been in more of a lover era than when I first moved <laughs> to L.A. <laughs> I still, think I'm, I still think I'm going through. I think I'm still in my Saturn return. Are you? Isn't I don't it like know. Twenty twenty eight to thirty one, thirty two. Like I don't think like it's like eighteen months. It's like yeah. eighteen months. Yeah. It's like a time of like twenty seven to twenty nine. I think Saturn works differently for me. <laughs> I think Saturn. Okay, icon. Okay, iconic pull of the tides. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've already asked you this. Okay, I mean but, the sun. The sun. Wait, what, what, what are your, what are your, what's your chart? What are your three? Yeah, what's your chart? I'm a Capricorn, um, which I really Way. identify with. Um, okay, okay. The dolly of it all, you know. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, let's see, I'm a Taurus rising and a Sagittarius moon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very, we're bag. very grounded, very on earth. Yes. But a lot of fire rising. in there too. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Perfect. What are you two? I should know this, but. Oh, I'm a dripping no, no. wet Pisces. I'm water, water, oh, I water. I love Pisces. I Pisces, love Pisces rising, Pisces, Cancer Moon. Both oh my God. Watery. 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 I love it. never it. stops. Dewey, Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. Oh, I'm, I'm, dry. Oh, I, this, I'm divisive as a Scorpio. People clutch their pearls. Oh, no, I love yeah, it. Yeah, but also you see what he just did? <laughs> what you say? Scorpio what he just did making it a subject of debate oh I love <laughs> it all the boys in my band are water signs and mm. I just I surround myself with the water sign men it's mm-hmm. really it's what I like is it emotional yes <laughs> Is it? That's what I need. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm sort of the grounded, sort of like center of the circle. It's really, yes. it makes it really gives me a sense of purpose, and yes. it's great. Yeah. I just, oh my god, Katie, I fucking love you. I'm, oh, I'm I just, I just have to say it. I love you too. I'm so, I can't tell you guys how excited I am to be here. I just, I'm in heaven. I mean, it is, it is a true honor to have you here. But here's the thing. So it's like, I feel like, like the expected, like. Katie Lost Coach is going to be We Talk About Music the entire time, but I also want to know what the fuck you were watching, and I want you to tell us, give us, please, a picture of your, sorry, but media diet. We must know. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> let's see. What am I watching? I just finished Bridgerton season two. Okay. Did you, did you guys watch Bridgerton? I didn't watch this season. The, 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 I watched the first season, but because I heard that in the second season, like there's not even any drama about where any cum goes. It's just like sort of like no. a straightforward like dating <laughs> show. It is. It's a really straightforward. It's a lot of like 
heavy breathing and like sort yeah, of like longing that. stares and it's very Those Jane Austen. Two. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, I mean, it's funny cause I'm on tour so we don't, I don't watch that much TV. When I'm home, I watch a lot of TV, but yeah. I'm in but Salt Lake City right now and everyone is, all my boys are like freaking out about Real Housewives. I'm not. I don't the, watch. The boys Real, are freaking out. The boys yes, are freaking a, out. A couple of my boys love Real Housewives. And they're Great. like, we're in Salt Lake City, and I, I'm just sort of like, I, I feel like I could get into this, and I you know, could. I you know could. that you guys like it. So yeah, maybe that's Salt Lake City might be my entry point. I don't know. You need something dumb to watch. I, I need something. Dumb. God, I really need something <laughs> dumb to watch. You're so right. Ugh. That's what it is. We all do. It, we it's all it's do. ambient. It's just just put it on, and then you. I don't know. Are you? What, what what's the mode of transportation? Is it is it is it? We're on a bus. bus yeah, we're bus. on a bus. Great. And bus. what's that? Like? What is that like? What is that bus culture like? Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. Um, it is, it is not really that much more glamorous than living on a camper with ten other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like that's it's, pretty it's much what it, it is. It's kind of rough in it. You know, it's cute. <laughs> we have like our snacks and like our coffee maker and. You know, there's definitely like a designated morning group and then there's the late night group. I'm in the morning uh-huh. group. I go to bed early. We live, we like sleep in little bunks. Um, and so I've made mine kind of cute and it has like yeah. a salt lamp and like a quilt and it's sort of nice in there. Mm. Um, a salt yeah. lamp. A salt it's, lamp always yeah. does so much. Like you never, you never think about it, but get a salt lamp, everyone. It's actually rule of culture number 34. Get a, get salt, a salt lamp, lamp everyone. Oh, I love it. It's I to- I couldn't agree more. It just gives it a nice glow and What color is it? It's like pink. Yeah, it's like a pink sort <laughs> of pink. Salt. Yeah, like the Himalayan the salt. salt. No, Bowen, stop laughing now because it's, mine is orange. <laughs> but you're colorblind, so it's, it might be a pink one. Rats. Rats. He's got me again with the colorblind uh, fact. It could very well be pink, but I think it, it's orange. It's like an orange glow, but a pink yes. when it's turned oh, off. It's pink. Is that yeah. so? I think okay. so. Yeah, I think so. So I, you could say orange. You could say it emits an orange light, which okay. is really nice. You well, whatever it's emitting is fine by me. And the salt lamp, it stands. It's it stands. such a, it's it's such a must. <laughs> it's a must. It's a must. I agree. Has Kevin has Kevin seen you? Yes, he. So I played the Ryman on this tour, which is oh, a very big honor. Amazing. Um, I know. I've never been more fucking terrified in my life. And oh, cool. Actually, a so someone pulled a fire alarm three <gasps> minutes before Guys. I was set to take the stage. <sighs> We don't know. I mean, that's what the the fire marshal was like. We think it's a pull. We don't know, but it's either a malfunction or someone has pulled this fire alarm. Um, so that happened like three minutes before we're supposed to go on. So that was kind of <sighs> like rain that's on your cool. wedding day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, uh-huh. a little bit. But then we got back on track and the show was great and it was amazing. And Kevin, he came for a few days and he was there for that, which was really sweet. His his new stuff is so good. Oh my god, it is it's so good! So Gosh, great. the record is amazing. I'm really really excited for him. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I this is kind of inspiring. And I don't think so, honey. That even the fire marshals are like not sure what it is. Like, because you know, there's that moment when a, when an alarm gets pulled and everyone's like, "Is this real?" Mm-hmm. But yes. then like either that lasts the whole time, and if it's a fire, then good luck. Mm-hmm. Or people are like, wait, we should like ask somebody. And if the fire marshals don't know, then what do you do? Absolutely. I was sort of like tunnel vision, sort of like, I just like need to hopefully still play the show. And yeah. so I didn't ask any questions. I was like, we just got to get in there as quickly as possible. And then mm. the show happened. And now we're all sort Great. of left scratching our heads like, what the hell just happened? Really funny. This is like, um, it's always like a weird sociological experiment 
when a fire alarm gets pulled and how people behave. <laughs> I'm like, literally, I'm, it's, it's like, I'm looking, I'm going over the concept of fire <laughs> alarms in my head again. And I'm just like transported back to elementary school. And there was the, always that will they or won't they with the fire alarm. Oh my God. Like, of course. It's like, <laughs> it was why? sitting right there. It's sitting right there. It's just like anyone's to pull. I don't, and I actually, I'm curious how many lives are saved by like fire alarms yeah. that are pulled, you know? Yeah. And you have to imagine like, are they really that effective? Like, and is there a better way? Are there smoke detectors we could think about? You yes, know what I mean? Then the exactly. fire alarm, like you leave it in my hands and suddenly it's like, you know, it's that ledge that's right there that you're not going to jump off of, but you're good. You're good. It's right there. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a naming contest on the internet. It's like, you don't yes. leave it to regular people to, to decide something. No, 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 no. I know. I will say it, I, it did inspire what, what I felt from stage was that it really had inspired a lot of camaraderie because people yes. all had to stand outside <laughs> together for like yeah. 30 minutes. So when everyone emerged back into the building, they were more excited about the show. So it was a good energy to walk out to, but it was insane. <laughs> Rain on your wedding day. It, yes. It's a good omen in the end, but mm-hmm. sort of annoying in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a good story, kind of, even though I, I love more information. I can't wait for the details to emerge hopefully, at some point. <laughs> I want the person caught. Okay? Me too. I'm we gonna, want I, him caught. I, I, I want the fan that paid to come to the show <laughs> to be caught and taken away and questioned roughly. I want Me to too. know. <laughs> and punished to the fullest extent of, of the, the law. law. The fullest extent of the law. I completely Which, agree. What's like, I don't know, because when you were in elementary school and they always said if you pulled the fire alarm, you would get expelled. Like, they always said, like, <laughs> it was the worst thing you could do. So what's, I guess, <laughs> I guess hardcore life imprisonment is yeah. the adult mm-hmm. sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, did, you, did you guys have this, like, the, the, the urban <laughs> legend in our school was that it sprays an ink on your hand. So that's if you were to pull that's it as a, not real. I don't think no that's way. real. No way. <laughs> no way. So that like that, so then people people can find you and like you know <laughs> oh, oh you have the ink God. on your hand you're the one who pulled it like I don't think the technology is that sophisticated even that's in, like, in the year 2022. When someone tells you don't be in this pool because this pool is a special thing where it turns red and falls <laughs> exactly <laughs> like so you tell to scare the children into behaving you know mm-hmm. fear based learning. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, wh- where did that get us in the end? Nowhere, we're all messes. Because now I have no, I have no fear when an alarm goes off. I go, oh, yeah, I go. Oh. It's it happens here all the time in my apartment too, and you always get an email that's like, never mind. It's never. I mean, it, yeah. When has a fire alarm really been like? It's a dire situation, and you need to get out of here. It's everyone is so blasé about them now. I, I that was we sort of all backstage looked at each other and we're like, are we doing this or yeah, are we staying? Uh-huh. And then we eventually were told to leave, but. What was it like growing up in Birmingham? Like, what did you go to public school in Birmingham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. You have more questions? I would love no, to drill down like, more specifically. It, it, it's, it's such a, it's such an opposite of where I like went to element. I just wonder if it was like if was it a very conservative environment? I guess is my question. Yeah. It's oh just, my god. It's just yeah. Churchy. Yeah. It's, it's churchy. churchy. And I didn't grow up super religious or anything, so I was sort of surrounded by. A lot of churchiness, but it was sort of like kind of from an early age, I was able to parse that and just sort of, you know, you saw the forest for the trees. I think. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's super conservative. But I also, you know, pretty early on was playing shows in like the city of Birmingham. And I mean, it's amazing. It's sort of yeah. I, I love the South. I think it's obviously has its drawbacks politically and stuff, but 
there's a lot of amazing bubbles um and it's just oh, there's so much color totally. and personality and it's just yeah it's, i think it's kind of the best i love the south too i it's love great. visiting there it, it just got weird over the past couple of years because you're in your head about the cultural differences i think but, of course you know, i really enjoy being there yeah i mean you know i'll say this like kind of coming up in like a cool music scene there and stuff i feel like conversations about politics were had like more openly because of where we were um, right. yeah. so i sort of feel like i grew up with a lot of that it all kind of being out on the table a little bit more um I see. at least that's sort of been my perspective but um but yeah i i, I think it's pretty magical i you know i i think that it's almost like because of that struggle, the people that kind of make it out or make it sort of, um, or, or just find like another way of looking at things than what's normal there. Um, it makes it like that much cooler or something, but yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I, I look at like, not to bring her up again, but like Flo Millie and I'm like, oh, like this, like, this is this like works anywhere, but I guess it could have only come from Alabama. Absolutely. Like she just, she identifies with it so much in her, mm-hmm. in her stuff that I'm just like, uh, I, I I've always had the impression that like Birmingham and I guess uh, Mobile like she's from of, Mobile yeah she's from Mobile okay, yeah God, like like music towns kind of or, or 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 some or some music culture there that like I don't know is that is that is that am I totally off No I think I mean I can't speak for Mobile I I the first out of town show I ever played in my whole life when I was 15 years old was in Mobile and it was oh, definitely cool. like kind of strange and haunted but. Oh, <laughs> Birmingham and, and, but I mean Flomilly it's like we're in totally different worlds but I I yeah. for the indie scene in Mobile was like not totally existent as far as I could oh, tell. Oh okay um, okay okay okay. But Birmingham was like yeah I mean all I I feel like I I came up playing all kinds of shows with like a metal band and like a indie band and a folk band. It's like all the bills were really diverse cuz there yeah. wasn't like a ton of stuff going on and right. that way I got like a heavy dose of all different kinds of music kind of all the time. And th- and there it kind of just like shapes you into an artist and a songwriter that like can sort of, you know, aspire to genrelessness mm-hmm. because you, you, you knew early on to sort of coexist with, 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 with everything. Yeah, totally. I I, yeah, no, I think that's really true. And, you know, I, there's, we were so adjacent to Nashville and Atlanta and Athens and New Orleans and like we're really close to all those places so I was always traveling to other like cool southern cities to play too yeah yeah. Where, where's where's Whitmer's from? Whitmer Thomas? He is from Gulf Shores, which is like the very little. There's like a little like tip of Alabama. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. down there, like right by the Panhandle of Florida on the beach. We and love he, Whit. We I love Whit too. He He's did a little best. time in Birmingham, I think, and I know he would. He, he was in bands and like was aware of my bands, like that kind of thing. But we uh-huh. didn't know each other till we till we all left Alabama. Uh but. I, God, he's, you're both so cool. He's the best. He's so he's great. And so, yeah. so funny. Do you know so who funny. I'm thinking of right now? Who who else is genreless? Who? <laughs> Taylor. And I remember, no, <laughs> you're, you're going to fall on the ground. Jimmy Buffett. Oh my God. <gasps> Jimmy Buffett oh. has no genre. He d- And that's why he's huge, honey. Like, and that's, that's why, why he's, he's got a Margaritaville huge. brand because everyone has a home in it. It's drinking. Exactly. It's just getting it's drunk. It's va- it's going on vacation. Everyone has a home in it. Everyone, like you <laughs> listen to Jimmy Buffett to just feel like you're on vacation. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Literally. It's oh. branding 
101. It's actually rule of culture number 72. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett is, is branding, branding 101. <laughs> Did I tell you, Matt, that we went, that, like me, Kyle, and Heidi were planning like a, like a, a writer cast like outing for work at SNL because like people just haven't gotten to hang out with each other um, this year. And so we were like, let's, it's gotta be close to work. It's gotta be close to 30 rock, but it's gotta, it's gotta be like fun. Like it can't be like some like random bar. Like, you know where you gotta go. I think Kyle suggested Margaritaville. Margaritaville. I was, like, I was like, I didn't know there was one in Times Square. Oh, there so is. We went and we had a blast. Yeah, Kyle also is going to be the one to suggest Margaritaville because Kyle Mooney, I have it on good authority, is a Disney person. He loves really? Disney. That makes he sense. Loves he loves the it. Buffett and Disney are tied. Do yes. They are Simply. absolutely, they live right here. And that, that's, <laughs> they, they live right here. Um, and I wish people could see my hands, but right where my hands are touching, that's where they live. That's and where they live. literally, that was my entire childhood. Oh, like, or going to Disney World and being at Margaritaville. <laughs> Uh, that's Long Island both, culture. Honestly. Yeah, that's Long Island culture, though, Katie. I mean, if you didn't stay long enough to understand, like, <laughs> the mindset that 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 you choose to go where mm-hmm. you want to escape, that is only Margaritaville. Uh, I bet Jimmy Buffett is huge in Long Island. Massive. Huge. Massive. Uh. My parents used to go to Jones Beach like to tailgate and watch him all the time, and I feel bad <laughs> because I never got to the point where I could do that. But like once I I say I want the experience once and then it probably is way too much. <sighs> no, the uh, experience of a margarita tail, Margaritaville tailgate, tailgate like a experience, bu- Buffett yeah. concert tailgate. You've, you've been to a know. Charlie XCX concert where it's like <laughs> screaming chaotic e girls and it's the funnest time in the world. <laughs> oh like, right, handle- I don't know that the energy would be as good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, wait, was 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 Orlando a vacation spot for you guys in Alabama or no? Yeah, my dad's from Alabama, or excuse me, from Orlando. So we would go to visit the family, and it was conveniently located just right next to Disney World, which is really great for us as children. Now, what was your favorite ride or attraction? My God, thank you for asking. It's been so long since I've been there. I think (laughs) I love Space Mountain, and I remember being kind of like finally old enough to do Space Mountain. Yeah, Yeah, just feeling like so cool. It is a, I think about it sometimes. Like it is just a roller coaster that's in the dark. You gotta like, go. You got. You got to go uh, as of late because they really production value has really increased in, in the it? mountain itself. In the mountain itself, yes. no, oh not my God. not that. Much. Inside the mountain itself, it's actually become a real spectacular. <laughs> no, Katie, it's, it's the it's same as it was. <laughs> no, Bowen, it's become a real spectacular. There's like track lighting every now and then. But <laughs> oh that's my it. God! But Tron is coming to Disney World, Bowen. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toronto, Space Mountain 2.0, if you will. I'm happy to hear that. Um, Were you a Haunted Mansion person? (laughs) Um, Yes, but also I get spooked at that stuff still to this day. Are you a scared person? I'm I'm a scared person. Like, I don't think going to like the really extreme haunted houses during Halloween is fun at all. You know what's weird? I I identify as being an extremely afraid person, but I do love the haunted houses. I think I love to get out and run. (laughs) (laughs) You know? There's no running. There is. No Just running get out and run for your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, the haunted engine is goofy. Katie can handle it now. Just I can fine. handle it now as an adult. You'd yeah, see the absolutely. humor. You'd see yeah. the humor. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Although some animatronics are a little spooky. A still, little bit. Even yeah. to this day. For adults, for grown people like us. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I think it's time. I think it might be time. Okay. For, for I, don't I, don't th- I don't think so, think honey. so honey. Now, okay. Bowen, what's this thing again? This is our one minute segment where we just dress <sighs> down something now I in culture. Yeah. Dress it down. And sometimes it feels great. Sometimes you and I do an okay job at it. We've done it 
too many times. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go for it today and try to be good. I I, I don't mean to bring this energy into this the space. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. Yes. And yes, it's rooted yes, in ego. Be. You know what it is? It That's is. rooted in ego. That's rooted in ego. Um you have something? I do. Okay. This is this is huge. Let's do. Let's have Matt Rodgers do his. I don't think so. Any his time okay. starts now. I don't think so, honey. Elon Musk owns Twitter. It's like you mm. can combine the two <laughs> worst things in the world and give them ultimate power. How did this happen? How does one person have forty-four billion dollars to just sort of I don't know throw at something like owning Twitter? Which I I I, I can't explain what is going to happen if he allows Trump to come on for the twenty twenty four election, which is what I'm hearing, and this is the ultimate. I don't think so, honey. I have left to give in my loins, heart, spirit, gut. Please don't let Trump back on Twitter. Please can we not go back into this narrative? I don't think so, honey. Elon Musk, uh, from what I understand, you're sort of like an anthropomorphized like. Sort of like, I guess a, I guess a robot is anthropomorphized because it kind of goes and moves. What I mean to Looks say like is that human. you're sort of like a skeletal robot. And like, I don't mm. know about giving you power Five over the social media site Twitter, which already in and of itself is evil. It feels like two evils. And I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's, you know? it's really <laughs> tough to understand that he's going to own this weapon. Like it, it, I don't. That's the way I feel when I hear that he's acquired it. Do you guys think people will like just leave? All I can say is I certainly left, and someone texted me today and was like, "Should I leave?" And I told them absolutely yes. Oh yeah, if you haven't already, I mean, uh, yeah, I I think um he is vowing to make it like to to have it be so that like the bots will disappear. He wants it to be like it's that's only what he real says. people. No, of yeah. course. It's it's really just crazy how it happened within like two weeks. Literally, I think April 9th was when he put yeah. in that nine or that or, or something like that nine percent stake. And then now it's like I think he just like probably like talked to some shareholders and now it's like it is what it is. I guess that's what happens when you pay forty four billion dollars for it. Can you even imagine? This is this is the craziest part, is that um one time he was being a troll and he was like I will pay the UN $6 billion to end world hunger if they can outline a plan. And then they literally, they called his bluff and literally presented him a plan and he never paid. Yeah. And then now he's paying 44 million, billion, 44 billion to buy like the 15th most successful social media site. It's not even, Twitter's not even like that big of a deal anymore, unfortunately. And I don't think it's going to grow. Like, it's not like a thing he can invest in and grow out of like, what it has become over the past decade. Like, I just, I just think it's a weird fucking move and it's purely like a troll instinct. I think he's just doing it cause he's eccentric and like wants to do something that like will get people's attention. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, it has, it has me spooked. It has, it, it gives me the heebie jeebies. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Bone Yang, do you have an, I don't think Sony topic. I, I sort of do, yeah. And this is all yeah. rooted in ego because this is all know, he's actually going. He's going to absolutely slay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, this is Bowen Yang's. So I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Lip mask versus lip balm versus Aquaphor. I'm in the tertiary market of being someone who is keeping track of the differences and looking up what the fuck occlusive means. I I oh don't want to... The fact that I know what occlusive means in a lip balm or in a moisturizer 
sucks because I would rather know how to like speak French better than I do. I would rather remember the plot of 30 seconds severance after watching it one time through and going drag I it i don't i don't think i'm not dragging i just go i don't I, i'm having a hard time like latching on to something anyway <laughs> lip balm i think about you every day and night i think about you every moment of the day because i always seconds. feel like i need to top up on my lips and it's this thing it's sisyphean it feels like i i will never sort of like i'll never we'll, we're never done with our lips Five seconds. and i feel like this is just a prison that you know the the market has has created for us that we have to buy it forever and different differentiate between different types. Yes, and that's one minute. What was that word you said? Occul- occlusive, occlusive. And what occlusive. is what is occlusive? It it basically traps the moisture under. So like for for lip balm, if a lip balm is occlusive, the only way it's actually effective is effective is if you're moist. If you like moisten the skin below it first, and then like Vaseline is pure occlusive, thick, rich. Like you gotta lick your lips first and then put it on for it to do anything to you. Can wow. I try something coming yeah. to the stage? Occlusive? I don't know. No, it doesn't doesn't really ring. The you know the name <laughs> occlusive. Occlusive. Oh, yeah. Occlusive. I don't know. Anyway. Does you know lip what occlu- balm like actually like is there a way to just not have chap lips? I don't think that that is actually no. a an option. <laughs> I think that we can temporarily moisten them with your balms, your masks, etc., and then. I don't know. Twenty minutes later, they're just back to chapped. I think that's exactly. just being a, a human. Today. But I'm putting I'm putting like an overnight lip mask on uh-huh. during the day, and I feel like I'm I feel like a fuck up. I feel like I've done something wrong. Really? So you wake up and they're still we're still chapped. They're still chapped, but even just I feel like I'm I'm breaking the rules. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and and like my body knows they're like, hey, this isn't a lip balm. This is right. a sleeping mask. I'm just sitting here thinking so of a time. I'm thinking of a time when like we didn't have any other stuff, like the Little Women era. Like, <laughs> the Little Women era. What, think about what those women's what were they those doing? Little, those Little Women's lips. They probably were so chapped. Like Saoirse needed much more chapped lips in the movie. I yes, want to see the accurate. movies. I want to see the film and television in this country start With to tackle lips. the fact that those lips were chapped. I understand they're movie stars, but if we're going to really like. Be occlusive to the times. Oh my God. We, we go. need the chapped lip representation because it was probably a nightmare and it probably felt unbearable and probably a cause of a lot more conflict than we're seeing in, in current film. Oh, television. yeah. I agree. The Gilded Age, I want the chapped age. And you know what? Also, the dry skin, all of it. Like, yes. all of it. Yeah. All of they it. Don't, they don't look like that. They, they no. don't look like that. No. They, they look like they had a chemical times, peel. They don't look like that. <laughs> They were gross. <laughs> they were gross. Thank you. Thank well, you. I think it's time for Katie Crutchfield's I Don't Think So, Honey. And she, okay. she says she has something. I, I kind of came up with one uh, in this hotel room that I'm in. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. It, so it, it's art created in this very space. It's created in this space. You're like <laughs> seeing it happen in real time. Wow. wow. Oh my God, that's <laughs> huge. Okay. This is Katie Crutchfield's I Don't Think So, Honey. Her time starts now. Okay. I Don't Think So, Honey overhead lighting in general yeah Um, how is the brightest (laughs) bluest most depressing light the standard that we all just sort of accept as like a society and like it am i in the doctor's office (laughs) am i in a grocery store at 2 a.m like it is like just the general public not care about aesthetics in general Mm. you know what i'm saying like oh yeah i don't think so honey it's you enter a hotel room 
and you flip the light switch on and it's just <sighs> the brightest, most bare bulb that you've ever seen. And the only seconds. other option is to walk around and sort of meticulously turn on oh, three that. to five lamps <laughs> and find your light. Like, I want to look my best. I want the people in my life to look five their seconds. best. Mm. And it's not happening with overhead lighting. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Get the, bring the salt lamp inside. That's, we need, see, that's what we need. That's yes, why I have salt yes, lamps. Yes. We need the glowy, yes. beautiful light. Like just We need the, warmth. We need warmth. We, we need, need warmth. warm lighting. Yes. We don't need this chilly, frigid blast. Exactly. Refracting exactly. onto us. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time in dressing rooms and backstages, and they are the worst offenders. And I'm trying to put makeup on and things like that in that light, and it's just not fun. Why it got to be like that? that? That should be that should be the standard. That should be like the peak lighting situation. I know. I, I totally agree. And I, I don't know. I mean, this is a whole other, I don't think so, honey, but the sort of like <laughs> newer iPhone, like selfie camera is so unfortunate. It's just yeah. so like, it just, it's way TMI, you know? Um, <laughs> and that, I think the lighting with that has just been like, it's been hard. Oh no. On the new iPhone. Yeah. The newest one. It's Damn. really like, it's a lot. Oh. It's just too much info. It's, it's, it's a washout moment. Yeah. Info. It's too much info. Too TMI. much information. Yeah. It's an overshare. Ooh. It's an overshare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, listen, I I tried to set up my lighting. Although, is it, it's is gorgeous. Lighting no, it's gorgeous. Harsh? You guys both, like, you have just. No, I, I've, got, I've got it overhead, but it's warm. It's not blue. <laughs> you have a warm overhead. See, I've actually been admiring your overheads this whole time. Like, how do I get that? Because it's great. I, I wish I could. Well, he hired a lighting designer. When he got SNL, he actually hired a lighting designer for his whole apartment. So that wherever he goes, oh wherever God. he goes, if he even stumbles into some rough lighting, it's good flattering people, him. People will believe it's vanity. This. It's rooted in ego. It's rooted in ego. Yeah. He has a lighting designer come in. Mikhail. Mikhail. People will think this is true. Well, it is this true. Is I said his no, name, but I just make not. the name up. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh. Absolutely. Wait, Katie. What a joy! But this is a true joy, it's and such a joy. Speaking oh. of warmth, I think this that, that that's a, that's all you exude. Um, Very much. So. It's just and at your shows, I can't wait for Matt to go see you and for people to go see I'm you. I'm so who excited already. <sighs> I'm so excited, Bowen. Give Matt my number. I'm gonna try and come say hi yes. and hang and like yes. All of, that's just I want to. Yeah, I've yes. never met Sudi. I want to meet Sudi. Oh Let's my god! Hi. No, we'll, we'll 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 jam as they Ugh. say. Sudi and, and I can't wait to see the show. Ooh, oh my god! It's can't wait. Wait, so, wait, so fun. So fun. I can't, I'm so I'm so Bowen. I'm so I wish you could be here. Bowen's it's literally okay. coming into town a couple days later. Oh. It's okay. I I bless it. I think you guys just he blesses it. Not that you needed me to bless it. No, we do though. I like your blessing. Thank you. Sudi <laughs> will be so excited. Sudi, um, Sudi and I listened to Saint Cloud on our on the first trip we both took after lockdown, like end of May, and we just put I it on it. driving in Long Island. Oh my God, I love that. There you go. Amazing. I'm playing, um, it gets announced tomorrow, actually. I'm playing in Central Park this summer. So if Ooh. you're home, you should come hang out. Swear in my sister Allison's band is playing too. Oh my Incredible. God. So fun. You have to come hang if you're around. This It's the longest album cycle in the world for one of the best albums in the oh. world. So <laughs> please check out Waxahachie on the St. Cloud tour. Um, we close every episode with the song. Should we honor the guests' um, culture? Yeah. White open spaces. Room to make a big mistake. She needs new faces. She knows the eyes. For more, listen to 
the chicks. The chicks on their first album. First album, yeah. The chicks. Listen to those facts. Musician historians here. <laughs> Bye. 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 There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.